Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Yeah, hang on, Vinny. Um, I'm on hold. I'm waiting to report a robbery here, uh, a highway robbery, a ski-mass arm robbery on the part of the Boston Celtics. So Malcolm Brogdon to Boston for Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, a 2023 first, and a, couple, and a few throw-ins to make the math work. Um, how big of a, of a heist is this for Boston? Emphasis on big, because that's a long team with a 6'5 Malcolm Brogdon in your backcourt now. Um, how big of a heist is this for Boston, and is it a precursor of even bigger things, or we can just focus on the trade in and of itself, which has vaulted the Celtics into the fourth best odds at an NBA championship behind the Warriors, Clippers, and Suns. Now that they've added Malcolm Brogdon to the conference champion NBA finalist roster that they already had. When I think of Heist, I think of Paul Gasol from Memphis to L.A. I think of Rasheed Wallace from Portland to Atlanta for a game to Detroit. As good as Malcolm Brogdon is, I think we need to pump the brakes just a little bit. It can be a heist. It's not the Malcolm Brogdon. It's it's not to overhype Malcolm Brogdon. It's what they gave up to get him. You know what I'm saying? Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, a 2023 first, like, damn, you know? And and the question is, if the Indiana Pacers are giving him up for that low price, what do they know that we don't? And my question about Malcolm Brogdon has always revolved around his health more than anything else. Only played 31 games last year. I know some of that Mm -hmm. towards the back end was like back soreness and those coded things that kind of says, hey, we're tanking. But when you're a championship-level team, you can't afford to have the most important position be one of variance, health variance. You know what I mean? Because basically what they're saying is, Mark Mark is smart. You are very, very good for defensive player to you, everything else, but we need a floor general. We need someone who can direct Tatum and Jalen Brown and put them in the right positions or at least tell them no. Malcolm Brown, I think, can do that in the ideal situation, but this isn't the ideal situation. Here's my problem. My problem is we get really, really excited when teams make reactive moves based off of what just happened, right? Boston had all the trouble in the world, taking care of the ball during the finals, relying too much on Tatum and Brown, looking too big. The moment looked too big for them, right? But their road last year ain't going to be their road next year. The Eastern Conference that they got through is not going to be the Eastern Conference next year. It's going to be a whole new set of challenges to come their way. Do they have somebody that can defend Giannis? No. Do, is there a chance that Miami well, could be healthier next is. year? It, it, that's a great point. That, that's an excellent point. Is there somebody? <laughs> is there somebody who's seven feet tall who could be going to Miami? Very possibly. Malcolm Brogdon doesn't fix that. So while it seems nice, especially if they want to play four out with with Tom Lord in the middle, you can be a lot more versatile and everything else. Sometimes I feel like teams get a, a lot more reactive to what just happened as opposed to preparing for what could happen or what's going to happen the next season. Vinny, and that, that's to make to say nothing of the reports that Danilo Gallinari wants the Spurs wave him. 
wants to join the Celtics. All right, listen, I'm not trying to say Malcolm Brogdon is 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 a seismic, you know, shift in power. Uh, the, the hierarchy of the Eastern Conference, even though the Celtics as presently constituted or as previously constituted, I beg your pardon, were at the top of the Eastern Conference, right? Put that last mm -hmm. graphic back up. I'm not saying that, that, that Malcolm Brogdon is the end-all be-all, and I'm not crowning the Celtics, but they didn't give up anybody of significance to get a Malcolm Brogdon who, yes, he does have a, an injury history, but he's a 20-point-a-game scorer and another long, versatile, defensive-type guy to add to a team of such guys. So, okay, you put Brogdon with the existing core of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Time Lord, Marcus Smart, Smart, Horford, White, Grant Williams, and probably Danilo Gallinari. That's loaded. So, all I'm saying is A, they got Brogdon for next to nothing. B, they got better. Does that mean they're better? They will be better again than Milwaukee next year? Point well taken. Does that mean they'll be better again next year than whoever? Maybe in the Eastern Conference gets Kevin Durant if that's where he turns out to go. Maybe not, but they're better. The Boston Celtics right now were already based on the fact that they were the final in the finals, the best team in the Eastern Conference, just based off of recent history. They got better mm -hmm. with this trade and gave up next to nothing to get it. How is how is this not a home run in your mind? It's a positive move. I guess I'm a little more discerning when I talk about home runs. Solid double. This is no, solid. You just, no, solid no. Let's just get, let's just let's just keep it a buck. It's Boston. You ain't about to give Boston love in no way, shape, or form. That's what this is. <laughs> are you trying? <laughs> are you are you trying to say, Michael Smith, that my journalistic integrity is colored by Celtic no, Green? I'm saying you're from the D. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying you're from Detroit. Okay, that, that's, that's what that. I'm saying. I don't deny that. Okay. I don't deny that. Okay. I don't deny that. Yeah. Uh, and look, yeah, look I, I will put it like this. How about this? I will give Brad Stevens all the credit in the world for doing something that Danny Ainge didn't do. Actually making a move. All the credit he in the world. He's made quite a few of them. He's made quite a few. My question is, I wonder if that disrupts the chemistry just a little bit. If you're starting Al Horford and you're starting Tom Lord, who's going to the bench? That looks like Marcus Smart, the defensive player of the year. How does that affect him when he's the vocal yeah. leader? He's the guy that challenges everybody. And, mo and more importantly, how will Tatum and Brown get used to playing without the ball? Like, like it or not, it was a formula that worked to the tune of them getting to the NBA Finals, to the finals. Before, the, yeah. before the screws tightened. So now you're putting them yeah. in different roles than they were before. Not with a high usage player, but a player who's going to command the basketball and command the ability to make plays. So I'm very curious from so, a people aspect how it's actually going to work, especially if Marcus Smart is going to the bench. So this feels like it. Just to summarize, this feels like it ain't broke. Why are you fixing it, or at least why are you fixing it in this way? Type of move in your mind? No, no, no. It, it's put it like this. I won't say. And my and my saying is, and I heard this from Charles Oakley and Ben Wallace. Not if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, don't break it. That's what we should be saying in the in the pantheon of, of terrible cliches. Interesting but take. Do, you know, that's, that's not a terrible cliche. I get it. So you so you're saying this could actually hurt them more than this can help them. So you put yourself in Marcus Smart's shoes, defensive player of the year. The moments mm -hmm. and he had some some bad moments, but really, you know, was the was the leader, the, the heartbeat of that team in many respects, right? So if he goes to the bench, do you think he causes a problem? He's used to kind of getting for lack of a better phrase, jerked around. He's used to taking one for the team. 
Do you feel like he's somebody that would not embrace that role? Do you feel like this could be an issue? I mean, Tatum, maybe Tatum gets better at, at, at you know, he got better as a passer and better as a facilitator. But as you, as you mentioned, got real sloppy with the ball when asked to play make for the most part against the Warriors. Same with Jalen Brown. Not great at that. I, I just feel like the guys that they currently have, they could adjust and they would accommodate a Malcolm Brogdon. Or am I being naive about the egos of a defensive player of the year and a guy who's, who led you to the, uh, the, the NBA Finals? I mean, let me just throw some names for you. Isaiah Thomas, the five foot nine one. Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. Kimball Walker, all guys that they brought in to play point guard ahead of Marcus Smart until they decided, hey, right. you know what? We're going to give you the keys. And when you give him the keys, he got you to the finals further than any of those three guys took you. And then you're saying, you know what? Now we're going to reverse course and go somewhere else. We're going to put in the guy that's making more money. come off the bench? I don't think you trade for Malcolm Brogdon making the money that he makes to bring him off the bench in the role that he's going to play. Practically, you understand. And if there's a coach who can sort of make this all work because he appeals to guys' you know, egos and sense of self-worth and everything else, it's going to be Ime Udoka. But, it, but to pretend it's going to be just add water, see you in June, I got yeah. questions. That's all I'm saying. So I got you, questions. So, who you, so you start Brogdon, Tatum, Brown, Horford, Time Lord? That's who you start? I think that's who they're going to start. Okay. Unless they, play, unless they, play, four, unless they play four out. If you play four okay. out and you slide Tatum or Brown to four, then you wind up being overmatched physically. Okay. I think I, honestly, I think way often, way too often, we put too much emphasis on who starts. You know what I mean? Like it, maybe they do start Horford and Time Lord together. Maybe they don't finish the game together. Maybe they have stretches where they are playing four out with one big. You know what I mean? Like then there's Grant Williams. I mean, all of these guys are going to play. I trust Emi Udoka to figure it out. I trust the Marcus Smart because part of leadership is knowing, hey, when to set your ego aside for the betterment of the team. I don't think Marcus Smart is going to be minimized as a part of the acquisition. That would be dumb. Does he start? Does he come off the bench? I mean, shoot, man. Manu Ginobili came off the bench, just as a for instance. But let's, let's, let me ask you this. Could this be a precursor? You know, there's a lot of speculation that, wait a minute, is this the move before the move to get that seven-footer that you referenced earlier who wants out of Brooklyn? I mean, if I'm if I'm Brad Stevens, I'm making calls. I'm making multiple calls throughout the course of the day. I'm being a bugaboo. I'm not a fan of dudes being bugaboos. Not a fan of women being bugaboos. You call once, they don't answer. You don't text. You want them to call you back. Nine times out of ten, they see your phone call. They know you're there. You don't got to remind them, hey, you feel me knocking? No, no, no. But in this did case, just, did this just happen, Vinny? Was this something that you did? <laughs> did you just, no, did somebody just not at all. okay? <laughs> no, haven't haven't had thank because I see you because I see you with, but I see you with the fresh cut confidence though. I see you just I see the razor line is popping. So I didn't know if you know you had some my, my, that was look, look if the, if there's one person who cannot be complimentary of another man's hairline and, and face up, <laughs> it is you. Hairline Hall of Fame. Not many black men have the combination of still keeping their hairline past the age of 25 and being able to grow a full face of hair. I'm eternally jealous of beige rage. That would be the first and last time I'll ever say anything like that. Now to your point. Okay. Yes. Does it matter? Does it matter who starts and who finishes? Absolutely it does. Are egos very fragile, especially on that team? Absolutely. And the question is, if you're Brad Stevens, 
what trade offer do you present to Brooklyn mm -hmm. that says, you know what, we're okay with sending him in the division. We're okay with sending Kevin Durant. So we're going to see him four times a year. You might have, you're going to have to overpay anyway, right? Like that clearly the market well, is going to say. It starts with Jalen Brown. I mean, Absolutely. it starts with Jalen Brown. If Brooklyn isn't going to even listen for anything less than Jalen Brown, if they engage with Boston, Kurt Hill and yep. pro basketball talk. I need your help, man. Because like Vinny said, it ain't as simple as just add water. So he just threw a bunch of water out here raining, not raining, <laughs> pissing on my parade as I'm like, wait a minute. The reigning Eastern Conference champions just got Malcolm Brogdon for Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, a 2023 first and some throw-ins. Like what a steal. What a, I was on the phone with the Popos reporting the robbery. You know what I'm saying? So like, like what, is this a, is this a big time did, did move for Boston? Did you use your white voice when you when you called the popo and reported over? Yeah, to, to make <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so, so they can come quickly, so they can come quickly. Okay, yeah. Exactly, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think this is a major move. I mean, but Vinny says pump the brakes. What say you, Kurt? This was a team that made the conference finals. This is a team that's close. It's a major move because this gives them versatility they clearly lacked. I mean, they when they got push games to shove in the finals. They didn't have that, like, man, we need another shot creator. It's it's suddenly all falling to Marcus Smart and bless Marcus Smart. I love him, but if he's my if he's the guy doing all my shot creation, it's gonna be a rough night. Like that's just not his strength and his, his primary skill set. I'm I think this is a great pickup for them. Like you said, I think the real key here is they didn't give up Grant Williams. Everybody's asking for Grant Williams. I, they, they did not give up a key guy. And they bring in a guy who fits a role. Like I was just listening to the end of that. Start him. I'm, I'm kind of in the start and bring him off the bench. I think Marcus Smart's ego can handle coming off the bench. It, you're going to close with, I'm not going to say a different lineup every night, but you'll have a couple depending on what the matchups are and what you need that night. Do you need to score? More Al for defense. You know, I think they just got considerably better in a conference where they kind of needed to because it's not going to be easy to get back there. Not 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 with a healthy yeah. Milwaukee. I was about to say Brooklyn. I almost said with Brooklyn. Now you know whatever that is. <laughs> There's still other good teams in that conference. Right. Well, that's what you were just saying, Vinny. Like you know, it's a nice move, but you know, is it, does it still make them? a lot to get back not so fast in that conference with those teams prime to I mean we haven't even talked about Philly the last two days. I really like what Philly's yeah. done. Very Houston X. Okay. Sorry, Vinny. No, we can't compliment Daryl Morey in your presence, but I, I do. I do like <laughs> I do like Philly. Getting <laughs> Tucker. <laughs> Go ahead, Vinny. <laughs> I mean, you I mean, you brought up Houston like they did something. I'm sorry. Like my bad. I've seen Houston. <laughs> I've seen Daryl Moore's movies before. I've seen Houston's movies before, and we've all attended James Harden's premieres. You know what I mean? Like I we've all you. been front row with popcorn. I, I, I was actually agreeing with you that the conference, the rollback, is going to be tough. That's all I was saying. <laughs> Kurt, I, I mean, is this the biggest move in the conference so far before the impending, you know, Kevin Durant trade or Kyrie Irving trade about whatever situation that that is, or do you look at the Dejounte Murray trade? going from San Antonio mm. to Atlanta as a more earth-shattering move in the conference. If, if you're talking about winning the conference, then then it's still Boston. Because, look, I like DeJounte Murray's fit in Atlanta. Um, mm. That's still his team with questions, man. That's like Now you've got your a better defender up top. You've got a secondary shot creator. Somebody, you know what? 
their offensive numbers might not plummet to the bottom of the Mariana Trench like when Trey Young goes off now. Like they, they're not going to be scraping the bottom of the ocean. Like they'll be okay. They should have a good, better offense. They will be improved, but what's improved for them? Even with, if, assuming they get Clint Capella, they obviously just traded Kevin Herter, who became redundant. And it's a little tough to judge where I'm going to put Atlanta until I see what happens with John Collins' trade, because John Collins is getting traded. John Collins is not going to be a hawk when training camp opens. But I don't know where he's going to be and what they're going to get back for him. That said, I still don't. I still don't put them with Boston. I still don't put them with Milwaukee. I still don't put them with Philadelphia. Like they're down a tier. So in this sense, I think Brogdon's a bigger deal because it is more likely the piece to propel them another, you know, back to the finals where they can lose to whoever comes out of the West. Yes, I'm else, Vinny. Wait, 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 wait. We just you just heard us talk about Daryl Morey and Philly, and you're saying that they're in the same Philly's in the same tier as Milwaukee and Boston. I just want to get this straight. In the regular season last year, they were. How's Joel Embiid? How's Joel Embiid playing? Like if Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid, and Tyrese Maxey's out there. As much as I got questions about Harden and everything else, I think they got a chance. I, they still have the one guy who can dominate a series. They're in the conversation. They're in, they belong yeah. in the conversation. Yeah. Um, Not in Vinny's conversation, but in, we, you, the rest of us. No, 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 no. Listen, I, we can not talk Boston. We do not talk Daryl Morey without getting that look from, from Vince and Google. But, but, but honestly, though, I do, I do like, I do like this question. And before we get to the guy that's dominating conversation right now, like I love the question, Vinny, about is Brogdon more earth shattering than Dejounte Murray? Because it's like we spent yesterday, the three of us spent two hours just processing or attempting to process the KD trade demand or request, whatever you want to call it. The money was flying fast and furious last night and today a lot of it to guys that were eligible for extensions. Don't get me wrong, but you know free agency, you know teams didn't sit by and wait necessarily. They still made moves and, 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 and got better even if incrementally better. Vinny start with you. I love a move that I, it's, it might not be under the radar. I'm not gonna say under the radar, but when KD request the trade, then by comparison, everything is under the radar. So what's a move <laughs> that was made, you know, last night and today that really caught mm. your eye, big or small, that you really liked? Mm. This is a little different for me. I, I think I like Gary Payton the second going to Portland. I don't Love know that what move. they're I don't know what Portland is going to look like. They could literally just wind up being a day late and a dollar short as far as being contenders in the Western Conference. Everybody seems to be loading up and they could wind up being on the outside looking in. But having a player of that caliber who's dedicated to defense, who can play everything from one to four, and who was used to playing offense in that Golden State move, react style system, I think that's going to help them a lot in terms of offensive versatility and being able to help create shots for Dame Lillard. Assuming Dame is all the way healthy and all the way back to his all-NBA form, I'm not saying that that's not going to happen. I'm just saying we can't make that assumption until we actually see it. I believe he's going to get there. My question is always going to be, do they have enough talent there with the West and everybody else loading up? That's a big under-the-radar move for me. I really like that one. What about you, Kurt? Uh, it's funny. I was just thinking about the East. Like, I like, speaking of guys leaving Golden State, Otto Porter is going to fit right in beautifully in, in Toronto, right? Like, that's an, hey, another long, switchable guy who can hit some shots, create a little for himself. 
like everything he does fits beautifully with them but that also feels like the move before the move like that is still a team that has so many versatile pieces that whether they're calling about KD or some other move like that that is still a team that feels like they're going to make a bold move and if you've got to move OG Ananobi or whoever to make that happen and KD is going to take a bigger name than that that's going to take Siakam or it's going to take Barnes but like if you're moving OG Ananobi in whatever deal it is hey Otto Porter slides right in baby yeah I um okay you reference KD and I saw your uh, your column uh, about the five packages that make sense the one I really liked, and you just referenced it, you stole my thunder a little bit. I really like the Toronto package. Like yeah. Toronto, I, I, I mean, if I'm Brooklyn, this is a, this is about, and so and here's where here's where it really gets interesting, right? It's like the best deal for Brooklyn, who's got this guy under under contract for four years, and is gonna want an Anthony Davis, um, you know, a James Harden franchise rebooting, resetting type return. Uh, for for a guy like Kevin Durant, it's like it's got to make a lot of sense to Brooklyn, but it's also got to make sense, of course, for Kevin Durant to say nothing of the team not wanting to necessarily gut itself to get him. But if I'm Brooklyn, I'd love to get a Scotty Barnes, and if I'm settling for Pascal Siakam, an All NBA player, I, I got no problem with settling for Pascal Siakam. OG Ananobi, two first round picks, that's a nice return for Brooklyn. And if you're Kevin Durant. Does Nick Nurse and Masai Ujiri's and that franchise's track record, does that attract you enough to add them to the list that so far, Vinny, correct me if I'm wrong, all we know include that we it for sure includes Phoenix and Miami. I don't think we talk much enough about Toronto. Making sense, Kurt. Yeah, well, the other part of it is Toronto, maybe KD doesn't want to go there. Um, you know, it, it's chilly there in the winter, like whatever it is. Um, Raptors have done this movie before. Like, you want us to bring in the guy who doesn't want to be here for a year, maybe two, chase a ring and, and let him out? We'll do that. We might win one. Like, we've, we saw it with, Ka, you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard. I think they could repeat that that type of thing. Like you said, it's whether – let's say they take – they want to get younger. They want Scotty Barnes. I, I can get that. Now you've got Pascal Siakam, KD, Fred Van Fleet, good role players around their most creative – X's and O's coach in the league, probably a Nick Nurse. That's a really dangerous team in the East that wins a lot of games and is a big problem in the playoffs. I, I'm with you. I think that that might be. I know he wants to go to Phoenix, and we can, you know, there's the DeAndre Ayton sign and trade. It's much. I I know he wants to go to Miami. That seems harder to put together. But I'm with you. Like if you're Toronto, I mean, if I'm sorry, if you're Brooklyn. You can't tank because all your picks belong to the Rockets. Like yeah. you don't get anything you're, you're out of that. For Houston. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly right now. So you want to keep winning. That Toronto deal keeps you. It, it, you're not a contender instantly in the East, but you're good. You're good, and yeah. you've got some places to go. And you're respectable, you know. And then and then you and then you, you're respectable, and then you're kind of banking on Ben Simmons. And I think aren't we all banking on Ben Simmons on some level? So, yeah. I'm, no, I'm we're not, not at this point. <laughs> Vinny, Vinny I'll, I'll phrase it to you like this. Since we've had 24 hours now to process this, um, is, the, is, the, is the deal that makes sense, the most sense for all parties involved, is it still clearly Phoenix for you? Or now that you've thought about it or reported on it or what have you, you're saying, wait a minute, this other team needs to be talked about a little bit more as a potential trade fit for Kevin Durant. 
I would not be surprised. I mean, here, here's the question I have. Why aren't the L.A. Clippers involved in this discussion? As much, I'm not saying offering Kawhi Leonard. And I love Paul George. I think Paul George found something in the playoffs mm-hmm. after Kawhi Leonard went down. But we're talking mm-hmm. about Kevin Durant here. There's yeah. a difference in weight. There's a difference in weight classes. You know what I mean? So that's if that's the same. case, if that's the case, you make the call. And if you're Brooklyn yeah. and and Paul George is a got star power, B is locked in on the contract, C you know that he likes you know the the bigger stage because he muscled his way out of Indiana to get to you know better places. Maybe that's a call that you make. Maybe that's not the best package because it's not a package of players and picks. It's just another star. But I think if you're the L.A. Clippers, so, oh, how about this? The question you have to ask yourself, if you're the Brooklyn Nets, if you're Sean Marks and Joe Sy, what's the best player we can reasonably get back for Kevin Durant? Who's the best caliber of player? What tier player right. can we get back from? Is that a DeAndre Ayton? Is that a Paul right. George? Is that a Jalen Brown? Brown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like Barnes, what are you yeah, looking yeah. for? Scotty Scotty Barnes is more future so, than right now, but he's he's in that potential tier player. So listen, I was about yeah. to go to break, but we need to go back to that deadspin headline. Cause that I, I, that bothers me. Listen, I I'm I don't work for Kevin Durant. I'm not an employee of Kevin Durant. But it bothers me the sentiment. Run that run that previous headline back, please, Gary, if you don't mind. We'll, we'll spend a couple of minutes on this. Tell J.A. we'll be there in a second. Kevin Durant is looking for another team to front run for. And the subhead says, <laughs> KD is back to doing what he does best, finding a ready-built team and joining it. Good troll job. That's clickbait. I would click on that because that's some old bullshit right there. I'm sorry. How can you front run? How can you join a ready-made team, a ready-built team and join it when you're the best player? I mean, he was, you know, he was an MVP in Oklahoma City. They went to the finals. They didn't win. Got it. He went to Golden State. Draymond Green even talking about how much they needed him at the time. He went to Brooklyn. It didn't work out, but everybody's following him. So I don't know how somebody could be a front runner when you're the one that's leading, when you're the guy, when you're driving the bus. So anyway, I just had to get that off my chest. That that bothered me. Y'all got anything to add to that rant of mine? I'm sorry. I just, I, I thought I was like, what? No, you, you said you broke you it did, down yeah. to it consistently and forever be broken, Michael Smith. Man. Agreed. That's good clickbait, though, Deadspin. Uh, Kurt, we appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. I can't wait to talk to you Anytime, next week. guys. God only knows what's going to happen between now and then. Vinny, you going to Vegas to sweat off a few pounds with the rest of us? I hope to sweat off a few pounds before I go to Vegas. <laughs> oh wait, oh, sir, you gonna be there? You gonna be at summer league yeah. first weekend, second weekend, first weekend? Uh, first weekend. I'm a holler. I'm a, I'm gonna oh, be okay. out there. I'm a holler. Oh, yeah. at you. All right. We hit the do. tables. All and right. And Jordan gonna be at the blackjack tables. <laughs> I'm you, Jordan will be that much longer than me. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Unless I get a heater going. Home isn't just a place. It's a state of mind. Like curling up in a comfy chair as you watch the world go by. Good afternoon. Which is why at Delta, our people do our best to make you feel at home long before you get there. Delta, keep climbing. You know, for for Ohio State, um, it frankly provides um, two other schools in unbelievable pockets that frankly can carry some weight. At the end of the day, 
Yo, man, props to the assembled media for not busting out laughing when Gene Smith was like, hey, that's two more schools that can maybe pull some weight. What you want from me? I mean, the amount of shade at Michigan, Michigan State, and everybody else in the Big Ten, soon to be Big 20 at this point, um, is incredible. So this is a story, man, we didn't even touch on it yesterday. Uh, the, the seismic shift in college football with USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten in 2024. J.A., I mean, bro, there's so much going on in the NBA I want to talk to you about, obviously. But before we get there, I figured we got a Northwestern guy, a Northwestern Big professor so, so who, lived I take it, that who, who lived it, who lived in L.A. and taught, also taught at USC. So it's like, this is right in your wheelhouse. Like, dude, this is, like this is all me. My mom went to UCLA. So yeah, this, right? is, this is all all me in my wheelhouse. So yeah, I feel a little bit insulted by what Gene Smith had to say. I, I took it personally. You know, let me do my MJ, look at the iPad and, <laughs> and shake my head at what I'm seeing here. Because uh, yeah, but but I mean, it's true. It's more star power. It, it's really more so than the competitive balance. It's the um, you know, it's the TV markets, right? That, that That's the main factor in here. Um, but one thing this addresses, which I've said for a long time, was the biggest disadvantage the, the Big Ten had from a competitive standpoint, from a recruiting standpoint, was that it was the only one of the major power football conferences that didn't have a footprint in California, Texas, or Florida. And that's where all the best high school football recruits are. And the Big Ten was the only conference that didn't have a presence in one of those three major recruiting states. And, and now they do. And so, you know, the fact that you can, uh, you know, Wisconsin or yes, Ohio State or Northwestern or anybody can, can go to a kid in California and say, hey, you can come back to the Midwest, play for us. And guess what? You'll be playing out here. Your family will be able to drive to see you, you know, a couple of times during your career, at least. Um, so, so I think that's a cool thing. Um, I'm a little sad Northwestern can no longer say it's the only private school in the Big Ten. We lost that distinction. <laughs> um, you know, and at some point, man, it's going to be weird if UCLA or or USC plays in the Rose Bowl game on New Year's Day representing the Big Ten. It's already it's weird. So wrong. No, at so, some point, so, so, it's already yeah. weird. Talking yeah. about it is yeah, weird. Yeah, but, but, but when that moment happens, and, and it will happen, and because it's going to happen, that's the end of the Rose Bowl as we know it. Right, the Rose Bowl yeah. was the Midwestern Big Ten teams will come out and play the West Coast yes. teams very frequently. Yeah. UCLA or USC, the California teams in the Rose Bowl, and and what the Big Ten, Pac Ten matchup, Pac Twelve matchup stood for the tradition of the Rose Bowl that's gone. So you know we've seen conferences come and go. The Rose Bowl was one thing that managed to hold on to college football as yeah. we knew it for so long, yeah. to the point that they refused to corporate brand. Their name, it was always the Rose Bowl presented by so-and-so rather than putting yeah. the corporate sponsor in front because the tradition mm -hmm. meant that much. The name, the brand of the Rose Bowl meant that much. And now that's mm -hmm. gone. 
and, and I weep I for saw. that because I was a big Rose Bowl guy. Next, they're going to change well, the starting have- time because the other cool thing was like it would start in the afternoon and in the fourth quarter, the sun would start setting and you get the, re- the sunset reflected on the mountains, you know, the mountains would start to glow. Now it's going to be a night game. They're going to be getting yeah, put well, in prime time. It'll like start <laughs> like 9 o'clock Pacific time now. Why? So check it. Uh, I'm going to ask both of y'all this, man. So and here's, here's a headline I saw. Uh, this from CBS that the Big Ten is holding on further expansion, quote unquote, for now, as it waits for Notre Dame to decide what it wants to do. Um, but I wonder for both of you guys, and I, I, I you know, I, I'm going to go, I know, I know your answer, Vinny, before I answer the, ask the question, just based on the look on your face. Is this good for college football? Good for the Big Ten, but good for college football. I mean, what is college football now? It's an arms race. And if you're, if you're a staunch traditionalist and you're holding on to that, you're going to be literally left holding the bag. Like, if you're one of those minor conferences that's not the SEC, that's not the Big Ten, and you're trying to hold on to what you think the way things used to be, you're going to wind up being like the Pac-8, which is what it's basically going, you know, to, to look like right now. And my thing is, I think from a standpoint of competition, you're, you're right. You know, when I think of Michigan, the school that I followed, you know, very, very closely as a child, you know, Tom Brady came from California. You know, like they had a lot of recruiting. You know, some of their biggest recruits came from outside of their home state. So it's not just Ohio. Ohio recruits everywhere. Now I think it may, I won't say it evens the playing field because Ohio State is always going to have a leg up for various reasons that we're not going to discuss here. But I, I wonder if it does give <laughs> other top tier programs a chance to catch up to close the gap on Ohio State compared to Ohio State lapping the field even more. And, and you wonder too about some of the secondary things. So you, you, you talk about the preservation of tradition. I mean, one thing at least, okay, USC, UCLA, that rivalry is intact. USC Notre Dame remains intact. They'll create some new rivalries, obviously, but you lose little things like most people probably aren't aware for USC fans and alumni, they call it the weekender when you go up to play either Stanford or uh, Cal up in the Bay Area. And it's like a nice weekend trip. You know, it's a quick, easy trip. Um, a lot of USC, the fan base would go up to the Bay Area and spend the weekend there. And now that goes away, you know, unless they somehow keep a rivalry game with, with Stanford or something on the schedule. But I don't think it's that important to keep. Um, so just a little thing like that that gets lost, you know? And, and so even as you try to preserve some of the major things, you're just going to lose some, some other aspects of it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, 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 it's just been pointing in this direction for so long. I can't even right. weep. As Vinny said, what is college football? Um, Nothing you know, I don't weep anymore. for the NCAA model for sure. Right. You know, I, I mean, this is another right. step toward, you know, the conferences are going to take autonomy and eventually break away right. from the NCAA. We're, we're seeing the NCAA trying to do yeah. whatever it can to hang on. But, you know, it hasn't had autonomy over college football for a long time. Right, um, right. But, you know, this is going to be – this is going to further plan. take steps toward the divorce. But but then the key thing is, okay, so in the name of this, if these schools are no longer member institutions of the NCAA, then do, do they participate in the NCAA basketball tournament, which we all love mm. and which is the best thing the NCAA does? And what's going to be the impact of, of this separation of the college football powers from the NCAA? Football. Is it going right. to take UCLA out of the NCAA basketball tournament? Is, is that the, right. the end result? Who knows? 
Right. Everybody's making these decisions based on football. Uh, before we move to the NBA, just shout out to Lincoln Riley, who left the Big 12 school, a school that <laughs> is going to the SEC for a Pac-12 school, and now he's going to be coaching in the Big 10. Okay, just like, <laughs> I mean, like Lincoln Riley, man, what a, what a, what a turn of events. All right. Uh, you know what, Vinny, you had something in your feed. I'll kind of keep with that same theme. Vinny, you had something in your feed about the NBA needs a quiet offseason. And, Jay, we were talking about this, Vinny and I, before the show, just about, like, how much fun. I'm not going to steal Vinny's thunder, thunder, excuse me, but how much fun NBA free agency is. Like It's like the, you know, with apologies to the NHL or apologies to, to golf, PGA, or live if you prefer. It might be the fourth major sport out this mug. I mean, NBA free agency <laughs> is incredible. Annually, this time of year is not just fireworks are not just reserved for the fourth. I love it. But when a guy like a Kevin Durant is jumping when he enters again, the chat. <laughs> when, when he enters the chat with four years left on his contract, I'll just I'll just put it simply. I'll just I'll just make it simple. Is this really good for the NBA? Because there are a lot of people I referenced the column. I didn't like a, a few minutes ago. There are a lot of people that do not like this level of player agency. So Vinny, you go ahead and explain your own take on this in this offseason and, and NBA free agency. Well, well Jay, Jay, here's my thought. Where everybody's trying to make the regular season matter, right? Like we're trying to we're trying to do midseason tournaments and you know more rest and everything else. My feeling is you need more continuity. Like the player movement stuff, free agency doesn't bother me as a whole. But I feel like there's a certain level of connective tissue that we don't have anymore. Like there's a certain level of following the story alone from one franchise, climbing the ladder, growing and maturing together, making small tweaks that the casual fan can look up and say, man, I didn't see them. I haven't seen them yet this year. But oh, yeah, I remember seeing this team as opposed to man. I haven't tuned in this year. Why is Kevin Durant on that team now? You know, why is Kyrie Irving <laughs> on this team now? Like, I, ha I have no problem with those guys exercising their agency and control over their careers, like, you know, all for that. But from a standpoint of if July is the most exciting month of the year, to me, I feel like June and November should be the most exciting months of the year if you're the NBA when it when it starts to start the story and then June when it finishes. And I feel like July is sort of taking the thunder of those two things. So it would help to have a quieter offseason, not just to have all of the drama July 1st. And so we could do more to celebrate the moves like you guys were talking about. The, the Brogdon acquisition by the Celtics used to be like, okay, these incremental steps, right? Once upon a time, the Warriors' big outside person that they brought in, yeah, they built that team to the draft, but it took another step and they became championship contenders when they brought in Andre Iguodala, right? And obviously, later they got Kevin Durant and that changed the whole landscape of the NBA. But uh, the notion of teams being rewarded for taking those smart incremental steps like the acquisition of a Brogdon, like Iguodala was once upon a time for the Warriors, and we don't have that now, right? It's only the super huge headlines. Um, and it's funny because it seemed like it was going to be a summer of the smaller steps until KD, you know, blew everything up. Um, we'll see if Kyrie changes that. I don't even know if Kyrie, Kyrie alters the landscape. I mean, he, he, what did he do for, for, for the Nets? You know, it, it, and let's give Brad Stevens credit. I, he's getting a lot of kudos for some of the moves he's making. But I want to retroactively give Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge credit for emerging from their Kyrie Irving experience unscathed. As we've seen yeah. what he's done to the Nets <laughs> and the Sean Marks and Joe Sy, like let, let's yeah. let's give some retroactive flowers to Ainge and Stevens 
because they somehow managed to to get Kyrie, not give up, not be hurt by what they gave up for him, and not be worse off for having had him, right. unlike right. the Nets. Here's right. the dirty shout secret. out to them. Two. Here's hey, the dirty secret. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. No, nobody's got to gotta... wear when they lose Kyrie Irving. That's the dirty oh. secret. <laughs> that too? Here's two quick things, Jay. One, just on the, on the good for the game thing. Just like kids don't wait until Christmas Eve to make Christmas lists, they make them year round. I think July 1st drives the interest in the NBA. NBA Twitter half the time is the games and the other time is, yo, can you imagine this guy on this team and this guy's unhappy? I think it drives year round interest in the league in a unique way. It makes November more interesting. Many exactly. talk about November. November becomes interesting because you want to see how because of new all the new faces look, and new places. You know, and so, so you, real you, quick, you go through that November and December, and and then you kind of turn two right. away from the NBA, NFL playoffs, and then March Madness, and then you come back to the NBA. So, so before we go to break, real quick, where does Kevin Durant end up? I'll I'll say Phoenix. Um, that's not a very creative pick. I, I, I just, I haven't put a lot of thought of it. I don't want to put a lot of thought into it. So I'll just, I'll, <laughs> I'll say Phoenix. Just, 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 okay. to, just to be done with it, right? Just to be done with it. I really want to be done with this story. It, we're oh, never done with it. <laughs> that's the beauty of it. J.A., we appreciate you. Love you, brother. Thank you. All right, y'all. Good seeing you. Have fun in Vegas. Appreciate you, Jay. <laughs> Home isn't just a place. It's a state of mind. Like curling up in a comfy chair as you watch the world go by. Good afternoon. Which is why at Delta, our people do our best to make you feel at home long before you get there. Delta, keep climbing. Vinny, to hell with your quiet offseason. Don't nobody want no quiet offseason right here. Carl Anthony Towns, who just got a max extension, is now a power forward in Minnesota. That's because the Timberwolves just acquired Rudy Gobert from the Utah Jazz in exchange for Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and multiple first-round picks. Wow. I mean, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert? Who said the big three era is over? Uh, it, it doesn't get much bigger than getting David Aldridge. I mean, in the middle of free agency, who better to have than as Vinny just called him, the dean of NBA coverage, David Aldridge. My son's favorite 2K reporter, David Aldridge. From The Athletic, David Aldridge is with us. <laughs> hey, uh, DA, this just happened, I mean, not even five minutes ago, it feels like. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. Man, I, I look, I give the Wolves credit. They are, their owners and new guys, Mark Laurie and, and Alex Rodriguez, they have been trying to make a splash for a minute. They wanted to go big, big, and they went as big as you can get, <laughs> <We're> right? <big. laughs> uh, yeah, right? So, you know, like, I'll, it, it is a – it's definitely a game changer for the Timberwolves. They got a taste of the playoffs last year, and I'll give them credit. They have not been shy about, hey, saying, hey, we, we want to be in this for – we want to be in this, in, in this Western Conference picture for a while. We do not want to be a, a one in, a flash in a pan, one and done, and you don't hear from us again for another eight years. So they are all in with Rudy Gobert and with 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 Cat and with uh, Anthony Edwards. I mean, it's wow, they're very good. You know, they're very, very, very good. I think, and certainly will be among the the favorites in the Western Conference now going forward. 
Now, this is been, a, you've been pumping this, the brakes. Okay, I'm about to say mm-hmm. you've been pumping the brakes and pouring water all day. Do you like this move? I'm, I'm not so sure what to expect. <laughs> oh no, I mean, I, no, I think Rudy Gobert is one of the most, probably the ten most impactful players in the game. I think you know because he's not a back to the basket player, we tend to underrate that. But his impact on defense, especially for a team like that, where Carl Anthony Towns is not a guy you want in the back line of your defense. Now you slot him to four. Well, he's taking nine threes a game anyway. He's playing like a power mm-hmm. forward regardless. So this makes mm-hmm. it easier. DA, I'm far more interested in the goings on in Salt Lake City. And I've never said those words in concert before. <laughs> far more interested in what's going on in Salt Lake City. But Danny Ainge is taking the sledgehammer, shall we say, oh, yeah. to the roster. Is Donovan this, Mitchell next? And where is he going? With a 34 year old coach. Yeah, this cannot surprise you. This can't surprise you. Our boy Danny Ainge did this in Boston. He was like, Danny is, one thing Danny is not is sentimental. (laughs) (laughs) Danny is not a sentimental dude. So he is taking a blowtorch to this thing. (laughs) And and yes, I just tweeted out, Donovan Mitchell, pick up the white courtesy phone. You know, because, you know, this... (laughs) mm -mm. No, I mean, this is, it's obvious. I mean, I don't know. You certainly can't expect Donovan Mitchell to want to stay now. Even if there was any chance of him staying before, there's no chance of him staying now, right? So so surely he'll be on the move. And and just just as we're seeing with, with KD, as we're seeing with John Collins, now with Donovan Mitchell, line up your offers because <laughs> the bazaar is open. You know, and uh, it could be Miami, sure. I wouldn't rule out – I still wouldn't rule out the Knicks because they've always had a, a hankering for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of, and it, it, look, every team will win Donovan Mitchell. He's, he's a hell of a player. Um, so he could, he'll have any number of suitors. They'll have any number of offers. Um, you know, Atlanta, well, Atlanta, probably not for Donovan Mitchell since they just, just got the, uh, DeJounte Murray, but, but certainly Atlanta can help facilitate a three team deal. They've got a lot of pieces. If they don't go all in on Durant. They certainly could facilitate a, a Donovan Mitchell trade somewhere else with a lot of the assets that they have in, in place. And, and until we know exactly where KD's going, you know, Phoenix kind of just is in suspended animation with their pieces. Indiana's got 30 million now in cap room, so they can take anybody in that they want. They can they can take at any max deal that they want. So, Vinny, look, I agree with you. Um, it's it's odd that the NBA has kind of leaned in. They love this, by the way. They can talk all they want. They're gonna find take a second round pick away from the Knicks like that matters. You know what I mean? Like, I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote three years ago. These tampering rules are stupid. Just get rid of them. Just let everybody tamper. Just let everybody put whatever offers they want on the table. The day after the finals ends, it's the wild wild west. Anything goes, and they should. And I don't know why they continue to keep pretending like there's some, you know, like these rules have any meaning when we all know everybody's cheating. And I literally, I literally asked around, I said, is there anybody, is there any team that doesn't cheat? And everybody <laughs> independent of one another said, there's one guy in the league that doesn't cheat, Mitch Kupchak. I've heard <laughs> that. Mitch one, is the one. The one Mitch guy is the one. Yep. in the NBA yep. that sticks to the rules. Dean, Dean Smith is proud. Dean Smith is looking <laughs> down proud. Um, just quick quick uh, transactional update. So it's four Minnesota first-round picks 
along with 2022 first round pick Walker Kessler uh, yeah. going to the Jazz for Rudy Gobert. Minnesota is sending its 2023, Mike, Mike, just call him Big Vic. Big Vic is going to be the first pick. Big Vic. Big Vic. Big Vic. Big Vic's Big the Vic. first pick. Um, San Antonio's put all their cards down already for Big Vic. Right. 2023, 2025, 2027 picks all unprotected and yeah. a top five protected 2029 pick going to Utah. Okay. Right. Um, right. Man, this is major. So, uh, real quick, uh, going huge. back to um, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, yeah. Did you have a particular team in mind, Vinny Goodwill? I had two teams in mind, especially when we're talking about draft picks. The New York Knicks have compiled a bunch of draft picks. Some of them protected, some of them not. You know, first yeah. and second rounders that they that they've acquired over the past couple of weeks. I would not be surprised with the CAA influence that the Knicks have with Leon Rose and World Wide West and everybody else that that's something. But I also would not be surprised if Kevin Durant goes Southwest. The Miami Heat, of course. Why wouldn't they take a player like Donovan Mitchell? Why wouldn't you take Dwayne Wade Light and inherit and bring him with uh, Jimmy Makes Butler sense. and all those guys? Because the last sense. thing that they need to make this all complete is a guy that really get a bucket. Makes sense. And by the way, Wimbanyama, I'm gonna get that. I'm it's, it's, once upon a time. Once upon a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once upon a time, Antetokounmpo did not roll off the tongue. Now everybody, now he's a, a minute. Yeah, figure it out. Now he's some people. It's some people that can't say Moses Moody on our TV screen. <laughs> <the other day. laughs> Victor Wimbanyama, the, the number one pick of the 2023 draft, presumably. All right. So we've referenced we referenced his name a couple of times. Man, oh man, Rudy Gobert of Minnesota. That's huge. But that is amazing. Still not, right. DeJounte Murray was huge. And we didn't even talk about him the yes. last few days. But both John those Collins trades is will, going somewhere. John Collins is going somewhere. Trades, <laughs> all of those trades will pale in comparison to the impact, the inevitable impact of Kevin Durant being moved. So you look yes. at what Minnesota just got for Gobert. Or see, uh, uh, what, uh, what Utah just got for Gobert from Minnesota. Yes. It's like, is there a trade that's going to make sense for Brooklyn mm -hmm. that matches up with where Kevin Durant wants to go. You understand I, what I'm saying? I, DA? Like, yeah, like yeah, is Mikael yeah, yeah. Bridges and, and DeAndre Ayton enough to get it and picks enough to get it done from Phoenix? Well, you probably have to put Cam Johnson in it too, right? Okay, so if it's mm -hmm. Cam Johnson and, and Ayton and Bridges and, you know, I'm sure Brooklyn's going to want the same kind of control over picks that Houston yep. got from Brooklyn, right? Yep. For for Harden. Mm -hmm. So that's three first and two swaps, right? So you mm -hmm. you give them three three first round picks in staggered years and then the in the two years in between, then you would give Brooklyn the right to, to swap picks with Phoenix. So then in essence they get five first round picks. Right? Mm -hmm. Along with Ayton and Bridges and Cam Johnson. I mean that would be that would be pretty good, right? I mean, you can't. I don't know that there's anybody else that can give you a whole lot more than that for for even for KD. Like everybody's making offers, but that's a pretty good offer to me. If I'm trying to rebuild and I'm trying to 
still be competitive next year because I don't want Houston. I don't want my first round picks making Houston a championship contender for the next decade. Right. I'm still trying right. to win. You know, Aiton and Bridges and a bunch of first round picks. I mean, that's probably the best I can do. Whatever they get for Kyrie, I still think. I believe the Lakers thing is not dead. I think the Westbrook and two first might get it done because Brooklyn's just like, look, look, let's get out. <laughs> just, just get out. We'll take whatever. Get out. <laughs> you know, you know, you, you, know you know, you know, you know. Da, two things I thought of, and I wrote it a little bit yesterday because I'd heard it, but I don't know how strongly I feel about it. Could Brooklyn stretch and wave Kyrie, and just let the cap hit fall? Especially because you know that how how much they maybe aren't trying to compete over the next right. couple of years. That that's that's basically essentially a bad contract that you would right. be well, taking I, on that that could fall off of yeah. your books and just let him go on his merry way as opposed to taking Russell Westbrook when you're trying to rebuild, you know, your culture. And DA, I got a text. I got two identical texts from league executives who said to me, if Kevin Durant, if Rudy Gobert were four first round picks. What the hell is Kevin Durant worth? <laughs> I mean, that's facts. That's fair. That's fair. Now, you can only, you literally can't trade, like, you can't trade a 2041 first round pick. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. There are limits based right. on the length of the collective bargaining agreement. So there's only so many picks the teams have <laughs> between now and the end of the collective bargaining agreement. Um, but it's a fair, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. And Brooklyn is going to hold out for the absolute best, biggest offer, as they should, right, mm -hmm, for, for mm -hmm. KD. And uh, it may not be Phoenix. Phoenix, is the, Phoenix, to me, is the one that's the easiest. It's the cleanest. And it does give you a very good return. You know what I'm saying? But I get it. I get it. You know, the only team that, the only team that has the, the number of picks that, that you're talking about is Oklahoma City and of Oklahoma course it's a non-starter. It's a non-starter. So there's only so many teams with multiple first round picks that they're going to put into the even for KD. Even for KD. Yeah. So again, to me the yeah. Phoenix thing makes the most sense. But we'll see. We'll see. I would not will I would not rule out Atlanta. I think Atlanta is trying to go all in. I really do. I think Atlanta's I don't think they're done yet. Atlanta for KD. Wow. Um Yeah. One last thing, man, uh, on the way out, DA. And this is this feels like ancient history now that Gobert has been traded. Malcolm Brogdon <laughs> was the biggest trade of the day. Uh, right, right. To Malcolm Brogdon of Boston. How big of, a, of, a, of an acquisition is that for the Celtics, the oh, reigning man. Eastern That's, Conference champion Celtics? I love it. I love it for the Celtics, man. I mean, Malcolm is, it would be, is the exact, to me, per, the, the absolute best guard that the Celtics could get for what they were offering. And I say mm. that because. Malcolm is not a, he's not a, you know, a textbook point guard in terms of distributing and dishing and that sort of thing. But he gets you, you'll run your plays, you'll be fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he can get you into your stuff. He can score, he can shoot it well enough. He's, he's great getting to the cup. It takes some of the, it takes some of the ball handling pressure off of Marcus Smart. Cause we saw, I mean, look, it's no, it's no disrespect to Marcus Smart, but you know the self. You know the Warriors kind of exposed that a little bit. Boston was real kind of random offensively during the finals for so many long stretches. Whether it was Smart or Tatum handling the ball, you give the ball to Michael Brogdon, that that problem solved. Um, and so, and he's just a, a tough veteran guy. I, I love the trade from them. If they add Gallinari, as everyone expects, they're going to. 
um, they have really, I think, fortified the, their weak spot, which was their bench, uh, and and have yeah. a very good bench now going forward. Um, so great, great trade for for Brad Stevens in Boston. In my life as a driver, I've had three Nissan Maximas. I love Nissan Maximas. Malcolm Brock is a Nissan Maxima. Man. Yeah. Like he just, you know, I mean, he ain't flashy. You know, you ain't put no rims on it. But you know, it's gonna get you from point A to point B, and you're gonna feel good about yourself while you're riding in it. I'm telling you, you're gonna feel good about it. You're gonna be like, you know what? I'm straight. You know what? I don't need that. We got it. I don't. Why I gotta invest a whole bunch of money in a car? You know what I'm right. saying? It just gives this right. transportation and depreciates when you come off the line. You ain't driving no Nissan Maxima, nah. No, I've said I've. I, you're right. I said I had. I, had. <laughs> I did. Da. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Love you, bro. Appreciate Thank you, big bro. Y- y'all better be reading him in the athletic. athletic. Ain't no, ain't Any nobody time. like him. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate it. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Benny, we should have put it in our feeds. Whatever happens, that's what we're going to talk about. Forget about what we plan to talk about. You said you're jealous of my hairline. I'm jealous of both Vincent Goodwill and Marcus Thompson from the Athletics. Their, uh, their gifts when it comes to the pen, or as the case may be, the typewriter or the computer. We don't use typewriters anymore. The computer. Two of the best writers in the country. I am flanked by it right now. I write now. with a pen, Marcus bro. T- I write with a pen. A quill, yeah, actually. Yeah, but then eventually... <laughs> a, a stone and a hammer, like the Ten Commandments. Yeah, I'm saying, or um, listen, you do be putting out the gospel. I tell you that much. So listen, man. Um, we, we definitely want you talking KD, but man, Rudy Gobert, freaking three time is it three time Vinny? Three time Defensive Player of the Year has just been moved to Minnesota to play with Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. My God, what do you make of this trade? I actually like it. I think it's good for Minnesota. Uh, what's Minnesota's problem? What's the one thing they can't do? Defense. Defense. They can't play any defense. Now they got a. Now they got a, a actual rim protector. They got somebody who's going to make them a better defensive team. Now does he close games? What do you do? Does this cat just stay on the perimeter? I don't know. They can work that out. But in the meantime, they're just a better defense, which means they're a better team. And I don't know if I give up three unprotected first for them, but it's better than what they were doing, right? I, I don't, I don't mind this at all, actually, for Minnesota. I, I think Rudy Gobert I, is a far better player than we give him credit for because he's not an offensive yeah. player. It's hard to measure those defensive metrics if you're not watching them every night to see exactly what doesn't happen when he's when he's down the lane, but. Let's just spin it forward to the champs before we even go to KD. Teams in the West are loading up. John Wall, I'm not sure how much John Wall has left. Going to the Clippers. You see what's happening. You see, you see what you see what's happening here. Do the Warriors have to make a bigger move to keep up with what's going on in their conference? 
It don't matter if they have to or not. They ain't gonna do it. <laughs> they, they ain't got the money. I mean, who? They got the money. Don't never say they don't got the money. They got nah, the money. they ain't got the money, I, man. Hey, they spent they, some they of it today on Kevon Looney. They kept him. They kept Kevon Looney. They, they let Gary Payton go. Yeah. And they tapped their pockets. They was like, man, we ain't even got it, bro. Ain't even. <laughs> when the last time you see the Warriors tap their pockets like that? I don't They're just not. They've decided, yo, we're not going. We're not doing the $400 million cap. Like, they've just made that decision. So unless, you know, it could be a ring chaser. You know, I was just messing around on social. But, you know, let, uh, let, let somehow Patrick Beverly, like, you know what? I don't want to go to Utah. And, and get out of his deal. Oh Lord! Right? That, oh that's Lord! That be a difference, with, you know. A Patrick, a, a Patrick Beverly, GP2. Draymond Green team. Oh, a Patrick oh, Beverly. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm just wishing. Maybe I'm wishing. Right? Hell, <laughs> half, hell hath no fury like an official's ears with those twenty foot. <laughs> if nothing else, the post game podcast will be on fire, yo. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, it, it, it would I be wild. I don't know if they have another move in them. I don't know if they could pull it off. I mean, there's a move they could probably pull off, but I, don't, I ain't gonna pull it off. It's, oh, it's, <laughs> hey, I mean, that's like I'm too many oh. people been saying that. that we were talking with somebody yesterday. Like, ain't no way. Like, all parties, like no that ship is sailed, no right? Nobody's interested in that. Other than maybe no, Brooklyn I mean, because of the a piece Brooklyn that they could offer. Them. That's the thing. Yeah. Brooklyn would be interested, right? But yeah, no, yeah. I don't. It's a it's a fun thing to talk about. It, it is definitely dialogue worthy, and they they are talking about it. Like, can can you imagine this? Like, you you know. But if when it's time to pull the trigger, remember the meeting in the Hamptons. I don't think it would be a meeting in the Hamptons. I, I don't <laughs> think it'd be four dudes holding hands. Like, come come join us, KD. That it ain't going down yeah. like that no more. It'll be like uh, yeah. you have to be a bugaboo, like Vinny said. You have to it'd be like, hey man, I ain't I ain't returning that call. V. You calling too much? <laughs> yeah. Who the new phone? Who there? Say so. You know. By you the way, who says bugaboo anymore? Nobody. Like, what are we, what are we I, I about? Like, but I let him. Live. He was just listening to Beyonce. Like Destiny Child. Yeah. That's not even Beyonce. That's Destiny Child. That's, that's David Beyonce. Album, right? You're like, right. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Name. Okay. Okay. That's fine. He was just watching the best man. No. He was just watching the best man. That's what it was. Name. Name a better phrase. Uh, the the best man final chapter is coming to Peacock December twenty second. You see how you get that, that that plug in? There you go. But name name a better phrase besides bugaboo. What ha, what has been replaced by? Tell me. Thirsty, Mister. M- okay, thirsty. there we go. A little parched. Thirsty. Can they be a little parched? You can be a little parched. Little parched Not quite yeah. thirsty. <laughs> little parched. Not quite cotton parched. mouth, huh? <laughs> no, but Tom, but Marcus, like you literally wrote the book on Kevin Durant. So just like you know, forgetting about the pipe dream of a Warriors. Um, you know, reunion, forget that craziness for a second, but just from a 30,000 foot view, when this news broke yesterday, Kevin Durant had requested a trade uh, out of Brooklyn. Yeah. You thought what? And think what? I was stunned. I, I was stunned. Like, no, I mean, you weren't. I, I still, no, you no, weren't. I was, you actually. Weren't I was. I was stunned because he, Kyrie opted in. Kyrie opted in. It's like okay, they're gonna like that's that's his man's, that's his boy. Katie's like super loyal, right? I, I like, I was shocked. I, part I, I just can't shake the the Katie who's like super like sentimental about basketball, who's still a dude running around, you know, Silver Spring, Maryland with his boy. Like he, that stuff matters to him, man. Like it's a big deal. Like who he plays with in the environment. He just want to hoop. 
He want to have fun with his boy. Like to me, that that's a big deal to him. So I was stunned because I felt like, he, you know, he was gonna ride with Kyrie. That's his boy. And when Kyrie opted in, I was like, all right, they're gonna go. So for him to be like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I was, I was stunned by it. And it's it, it's it's. It, I know Vinny. I know Vinny. I, I read every word Vinny writes. I know where you are on this, but I do think like there's like there's this two sides to Kevin Durant where part of him just knows, yo, I'm 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 the best in the league. Like y- y- can't nobody see me. So in the end, I kind of control what I do. I think that's the one thing he learned about Oklahoma City and and the attacks on that made, made him just dig in. So now it was like, look, man, when I want to bounce, I bounce. This dude got four years left on right. his deal. And it's like, yo, I'm ready to go. And he knows <laughs> that the bounces will move because he's Kevin Durant, right? Like, so it's a bit yeah. of him like flexing they're like yo i i don't like this situation i want a better one and i'm kevin durant so it's it's gonna happen <laughs> right like that's 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 the other side of kd who 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 told us himself yo y- y'all know who i am i'm kevin durant i mean he's the baddest man walking the face of the earth like or if not one then one a so if he's thinking that he's not outside of the realm of possibility and uh, here's the thing. Kyrie Irving can be your boy. And I'm going to repeat this later on so Michael Smith can really hear me. Kyrie Irving can be your boy mm-hmm. and you can and you can want the best for him. But you can also look at the Brooklyn Nets and say, "Hey, y'all didn't y'all didn't treat him properly. Y'all didn't treat him respectfully giving him instead of giving him the full max." But that doesn't mean that I actually want to play with him. All of those contradictions yeah. can be true because you're yeah. Kevin Durant. And it's going to so, work, right? Like, he's going to go to a team. They'll be instant contenders, and he'll do it again. Right. And he'll fit right in. And this is his – this, this just Jones. might be – right? This is, might be his version of I'm the best player in the league, so every few years I'm going to shake this thing up, <laughs> right? Like, every every few years I'm going to let y'all well, know, y'all going to have to wait on me. I, eat, I get the big piece of chicken. <laughs> I, I know he doesn't have the. I know he doesn't have the final appearances. This thought just came to me. I know he doesn't have the finals appearances. I know he doesn't have the championships. Uh, the, or, you know the the four championships that LeBron does. But the player he was most often compared to and often took a back seat to in that best player in the league conversation was for the longest time LeBron James. But like LeBron because he moved so frequently from Cleveland to Miami back to Cleveland to the Lakers and was successful at every stop, not just successful. They were in the finals at every, in every stop. That was one of the arguments for why LeBron is the best player in the league because you drop him with anybody in their contenders. Durant, I mean, Brooklyn never won it. So that flies in the face of what I'm saying, but they didn't win it because they didn't play together. Um, but Durant, no matter how much people want to suggest that he's a, a bandwagon hopper or a front runner, or wants to go to ready-made teams, Durant has that same impact, and for whatever reason, Marcus, doesn't get that, that credit, and maybe it's because he went to go to State and had already won, no matter how much they try to tell us that they needed him, but Durant, wherever he goes, other than maybe Milwaukee, to Vinny's point, is the best player. So it's almost like he, like he, he should get that same type of transformational as well as transcendent credit that the LeBron James of the world get. Does that make sense? Yeah, LeBron was a bit more of a mercenary about it. 
Like when mm-hmm. LeBron come in the room, like the room his. You know what I'm saying? Like KD, I don't really think he's that way. I think he likes being part of something. You know, I look. I'm, I'm guessing. You know, I've known him for a few, a few years. I spent a little bit of time around him. But when you hear him talk, like he he ain't trying to like get in there and say, "Hey, everybody adhere to me." Like he wants to be a part of something. To me, it makes sense why he would say Phoenix. He wanna like he wanna be with Monty Williams. He wanna be around basketball people, right? Like so, when LeBron came to town, it was like, "Listen, this is my plane. This is my team." <laughs> this is who I want, okay. right? And, and yeah. he also he also did go to the title. I think that matters. That no matter like they had him and Kyrie had everything they wanted in Brooklyn, and they walked out of there with one series win. Like you don't, you don't get, you don't, there's a limit to your your clout when that's the result, right? Like and it ain't all his fault. But in the end, they right. picked the coach. They they got rid of all the players. They brought in the play. You know, they did all that. They had they running a mill, and they got one series out of it. So I think it's a little bit well, wise what... for KD to see why and and dip. But in the end, like you do got to win if you want to be that dude. And I, I think well, that's, that's what Vinny and I. I'm sorry. You gonna finish your thought? I'm sorry. No, I just think that's where like he he go to Phoenix. I, I think he's like, yo, I still got to get this championship though, right? <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. Forget the bull. Like, I gotta get a championship. I still want to win. I still think that's the center of it, and you got to do that to get the clout for that. And I still think that's priority number one for him. No, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was gonna say that that's what Vinny and I were kind of going back and forth on it. And I think Vinny, you landed on fault versus responsibility. But it's interesting how you describe how KD moves and is not the, you know, the, the guy that wants to be in charge, rather be a part of something, but make no mistake about it. Like everything he wanted, he got in Brooklyn. And yeah. if he didn't want something, he didn't get it in Brooklyn. So it's like, where do we draw the line between blaming Brooklyn for its missteps? But that misstep was like letting Kevin Durant and, and by extension Kyrie Irving have their run of the place. So what's the balance oh. there? The balance is be an adult. The balance is if, if here's the thing: when you go from when when Kyrie and Katie chose Brooklyn, and you chose them on Instagram or on Twitter, you didn't even call them and tell them. They found out the way that the world did, right? That to me illustrated a lack of connectivity in the relationship. They never developed mm-hmm. a level of trust to where Sean Marks and those guys could say, you know what, hey, this sounds like a really good idea, Katie, but I think we know better, and you need to trust us. They just said, sure. if they just said, Kevin, we're going to give you what you want. We're going to give you what you want. They did that to hide their hand. Either that or they didn't know how to handle a player of a star caliber. It's easy to govern when you got a bunch of tryhards, when you got a bunch of dudes that don't have a pedigree in the league. It's very easy to be a model organization when you don't have a strong voice. But they didn't develop the muscles yeah. to deal with strong voices to be able to tell them, hey, that's a really good idea, but I think we have something better. Right. Will you trust us? Look, Mike, you got kids. Do you give your kids everything they want all the time just because they ask for it? And not to say this is a parental relationship, but it's, it's sure. supposed to be one where there is supposed to be some trust there. And I don't know if there was trust there because how can you trust something when you don't believe these people know what they're doing? Well, but now you see Brooklyn trying to take the power back. No, I understand what you're saying. I understood it yesterday. I understood it now, Vinny. I'm saying... Kevin Durant seems to, and these are these contradictions that we've been talking about on and offline, want it both ways. So out of one side, I can say that he's transcendent and transformational in terms of what he would do for your organization. I'm more, I was more responding to what Marcus put down about Katie just wanting to be a part of something. 
Yeah, but that was your I show got, in Brooklyn. I got, I so, got something better for you. Part, I got something better for you. Part where he he at the top of the totem pole. <laughs> right, got, right, I, exactly. Like he, like some of this ball is on him too. Yeah. You know. Oh no, oh, no it, I got some. I got some for both of y'all because we we brothers here, right? We 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 family. And Boomerang is the 30th anniversary of Boomerang. And y'all remember that scene where Strange had her big opening and Eddie Murphy held in the tuxedo. Mm-hmm. And Robin Givens mm-hmm. blew in his face, and he said that was right. very seductive, right? Right. And Robin Givens if said, I, "I want to seduce I, you. I will. You seduce. will know it. That, <laughs> yes. That, hey, <laughs> right. hey, hey, guys, that's how you told a line. That's how you have control of power without actually having control of power. That's what you do. They just didn't that's have a the different kind of to do it. That's a, we all know it, that's it a different is. kind of power. Well, it <laughs> does take two a level. It's two things in life that's undefeated, and one of them is that. I, I do feel like I, I'm, I'm curious to see what KD has learned from this too. Like, does, does this experience give him that type of sophistication? You know what I'm saying? Where now it's like, all right, I'm not, I know how to play this a little bit better now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see that. But I, you, you, I mean, first off, he got to take responsibility for saying, "Yo, it's me, you, me and you, Kyrie." <laughs> like that's, you know, I mean, you know, you know the name of the game. You chose him. You know, what I'm saying? like that's who you chose. <laughs> so that's who we chose, right? Like, and you know, I know that's his boy, so I get it. But like, you gotta, you know, what I'm saying, like, I, hey, when I got when we, when we went to Ross school shopping and my my boy got caught stealing and I was with him, it was like, yo, we both got in the back of the car and rode home. You know what I'm saying? But at some point, I had to evaluate <laughs> who I was going school shopping with. You know what I'm saying? Like, So he got to take some responsibility for that. But I also right. think if you look he at his choices, but if you look at his choices, overcome I, think, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> look at his choices. It sounds like he understands that, though. Look where he wants yep. to go. Yep. Like It yep. sounds like he's saying it. Yeah. And, and I do think we've learned that this year and even in the past couple of years, you look at Milwaukee, you look at the Warriors, you look at Boston, man, you can't just throw three top dudes on the squad and then have a bunch of, you know what I'm saying, on the rest of the roster. But, well, like, you need all a right, team. but here's the thing. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. And I just might be, I might, I'm stubborn. I, 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 have, I have a tendency to be stubborn. And I know, if, uh, I know if Shocker. my regular partner, I, damn, both of y'all? I know, I know if my regular partner were here, he would be giving me quite a bit of shit because he, like many others, predicted from the moment these two got together and then these three got together, I'm talking about Harden, that this was doomed and destined to fail. Marcus, am I being stubborn? Am I being naive by feeling like this is less of a failure and more of a disappointment? This is less of a what if because they never played together for reasons that Marcus, when this team got together, when these three got together, the concern was where all the shots gonna come from. Ain't but one ball. Who's taking the last shot? They all ball dominant. Yada, 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 right? That was never a problem in the 16 games that these three dudes played together. Now, one could say, well, they didn't play together because Kyrie didn't want to get vaccinated and James Harden is James Harden and, and Kevin Durant is 33 and got hurt again, blah, blah, blah. But they never played together. I still believe that had they played together, people would not be getting these jokes off the way we are right now. So hold on, I, I don't get this. Is 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 ninety five percent of life not showing up no more? I'm I'm confused. Do we do do we get? 
I thought that's part of the, the deal. You don't no. get with dudes who don't be no, showing up miss- and then be like, well, nobody showed up. So no, you no, you miss it. No, you're missing my point. And maybe I'm not making it very well. I'm saying a global pandemic happened. And this dude decided and should not decided not to get vaccinated for crying out loud. You can't predict that. James Harden got sick of waiting, got restless again, and 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 shut it down again, and decided to leave. Kevin Durant hold got on, hurt. Hold on, hold on, my bad. The Golden State Warriors were fifteen and fifty during a global pandemic and turned around and won the title eighteen months later. So you can't sit up somewhere and say that there were extenuating circumstances that only. With, come on, come on, Mike. You can't be giving these dudes these excuses. It's not, it's, a, no, it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse as much as it is we never truly got to see them play together. But, but I don't think like, it was also like, I don't think we didn't get to see them play for reasons that were completely out of their hands. It wasn't like, thank you. Thank oh, you. Well, Kyrie could have got vaccinated. He could have like got the shot. Of God. Yeah, he could have got the shot. But even before that, like, I mean, just, this dude was but, taking but I don't, I don't think it's well, just. But wait a second, man. Okay, but fine. But let okay, okay. I, no, I'm not gonna come on. Last year, you said it yesterday. Usually, I'm the one that says it, but you said it yesterday, Vinny. That if Kevin Durant did not have that big ass shoe, the Bucks may not be going to the conference finals, let alone winning the championship. And Durant and did that with Harden hurt and Kyrie hurt. Okay, so forget the vaccine. Forget him going on vacation when the, when the riot broke out at the Capitol. Forget all of that. Just last year, they were hurt. And Kevin Durant was a one-man band. That's not an excuse. That's a reason. No, it, okay. but it tells you that, like, how was he able to do that by himself? And then when he gets Kyrie, he can't get past the first round and get swept. It just tells you that the maybe that tells you that those three dudes particularly together wasn't as potent as we thought, or their potence didn't translate against a good team, like top to bottom team. They were always going to compromise on depth because of the salaries at the top. And you're banking on Bruce Brown and Joe Harris being healthy. Bottom line, it's really hard to win a championship and you got to be all on point. Everybody's got to be together. Everybody's got to be all in. And to, to, to presume that that situation was ever going to be all in is much more hope than it is banking on track records. And, and here's my thing. When those three guys got together and people were saying this is not going to work, why did they say it wasn't going to work? They said James Harden can check out at any time. They said Kyrie could not show up to work at any time or get hurt. And the things that people were concerned about were the things that actually happened. Vaccine or no vaccine, regardless of whatever happened, James Harden checked out. Whether that's because Kyrie wouldn't take the vaccine or whatever it was, James Harden checked out, got to dodge. Kyrie Irving did not play enough to have enough even when he was playing. The thing that people did not, that me people missed out, guys, after game one of that playoff series, he was trash. Why? Because he was not used to playing every other day like normal professional basketball mm. players. Because he didn't mm. take the vaccine. Because it's always something with Kyrie Irving. That's why people were saying this wasn't going to work. Not necessarily just from performances, even though we've seen James Harden's movies, but because Kyrie Irving and James Harden let things outside of the game affect them, and it leads to failure. And that's exactly what happened. And they added Ben Simmons, Vinny. Like... (laughs) 
Can't shoot, won't shoot. I really, you know what? I, I, I really feel like it's this a is great hypothetical team. <laughs> this is this is getting up on Shelby Day right now. Like I really like it's a great I, I, hypothetical I, I, I feel like there's some light skinned shit going on here. Y'all just deciding <laughs> that y'all just gonna take my poor lunch money. I'm just saying, yeah, hey, I'm Marcus stubborn, man. I'm bar. stubborn. Marcus got the best bars in the game. I need to say it every time. Hey, to I'm best bars in the I'm game. I'm stubborn. I'm just stubborn, take, man. You get I'm the stubborn. girl. And Shelby's hey. fine too. And Shelby's all time fine. Oh, I, I, I would have uh, put up. I would have put up with it personally. Yeah, what'd you say, Marcus? I'm sorry. K, KD, KD clearly wasn't as stubborn about the situation as you are. He was like, you know what? I know, right? I'm seeing enough. <laughs> <laughs> you hanging on, and KD was like, bro, I, I'm out here by myself. I believe <laughs> you ain't lying. You know what? I, I believe it, and that's go. what he does. <laughs> KD, KD, somewhere like Mike. <laughs> it's like nah, I'm playing. That ain't it. That ain't it. One time we were good, I was by myself. Like, uh-uh. oh lord, I give up. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Uh, Natalie, you are next up uh, on today's episode of uh, Let's All Pile on Michael. And, uh, you know, I mean, Vinny, Vinny, just, Vinny just did a freaking, uh, you know, stone cold stunner on me in the last segment as I was trying to describe the Brooklyn Nets experiment as anything but what it is, mm. which is a failure. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. But Natalie, I just, I just, I want to talk about the one th- you can take us wherever you want to go, but I was like, I got to get Natalie because just the idea far fetched though it is, but the idea of a KD reunion with Golden State makes you feel what? <clears throat> not <clears throat> delighted, <laughs> not delighted. I mean, I was not the nicely. One... Yeah, this I mean, is Car- I- I'm Kermit and this is T. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I am not someone who really ever wanted Kevin Durant to come to the team, but I'm not like a impractical person. I understand that he's Kevin Durant and like he puts you in the best position to succeed. So you do that as a business person, you know, as an owner every day. But I just I wasn't a fan of it to begin with. And like I understand to everyone on the outside looking in, it was all shiny and great and they, they won, but for the years, you know, injuries, whatever, but he was a lot. He's a lot, you know, he's, he's, he was a lot. He's high maintenance. There's just a lot that comes with him. And I don't think, I guess if you are of the position that they needed him, then you would probably say, well, but you got two rings out of it. Um, And I want to be very clear because I think two things can be true. When I say that the Warriors didn't need Kevin Durant, I'm not saying that he didn't contribute and that, you know, he rode along and he wasn't a part of why they won, but he was still a luxury. Nonetheless, he wasn't needed. They could have gotten a wing, you know, a 20 point score, like 
they just needed someone who could like score, knock down their shot, something Harrison Barnes didn't do, right? Like they didn't need to jump to KD. He was available and they were able to get him. But even if he would have said no, they would have improved the roster anyway. And so he just came with a lot. You just saw them win with Andrew yeah. Wiggins. Shout out to Andrew. And I just, he comes with a lot of baggage. And I don't think, again, this wasn't definitively said, but there were murmurs, right? Like that, there was just a lot that came with him and people weren't always happy. And, you know, like him being around, like, because he was always in a mood, it kind of just, you know, it brought people down. Like it just wasn't all fun. And you want to enjoy your work environment. You do. You want to enjoy it. He's alive. No, I, I, I'm not arguing with all of that in, the, in general <laughs> and in life. I mean, yeah, I want to enjoy my work environment. But I guess, I, I guess, as somebody who's high maintenance, but I'm worth it. Um, I need to understand exactly what you mean by high maintenance. I mean, high I'm maintenance. high maintenance then, too, but I, there's levels. No, but but honestly, know? but this, but it makes sense because off camera. The moment we checked you in, the first thing you said to me, oh, I'm just listening to all that bill you putting up for Kevin Durant. Well, I didn't realize <laughs> how you felt about Kevin Durant. So now it all makes it all makes sense. Oh, well, you you what? went for you went for a rude awakening, brother. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. No Kevin wonder you Durant. were sipping tea, Vinny. Oh, no. <laughs> like, so, but what's high maintenance? Like he fits seamlessly into their team, he did he not? Like no, he didn't. No. No, like he did not fit seamlessly. Like, th like to me, it was like the best version of them you got was in 2017. That was the best that it ever looked, but it wasn't seamless. There was like the Christmas game when Steph eventually came out and was like, yeah, we need to run some more pick and roll. That's our bread and butter. Him and, Con him and Kay had a conversation about like, touches and stuff like that it just it's never like blown out of proportion because of the way the kind of leader that Steph is but no it wasn't all seamless a lot of the isolation that they worked into the offense that's because that's how Kevin Durant likes to play you know but that's not how they run their offense it wasn't seamless and yeah I suppose in theory for a guy like Kevin Durant you make those changes but listen uh, when yeah. When in twenty, like when 20, when Natalie comes on the show, you give Natalie the floor. When Kevin Durant's on your team, you make that adjustment, right? No, but listen, in twenty, but it it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the fruitful benefit that you like everyone makes it seem. In twenty eighteen, that's a perfect example when Steph went down during the season, right? Right when when Kevin Durant went down during the season in their first year, the Warriors went on a win streak, right? They looked like the team from before, like they were just flowing. In twenty eighteen, when <laughs> Steph got hurt and Kevin Durant was leading and they played a brand of more a basketball more conducive to Kevin Durant's style. They were like barely above 500. They were struggling to win games. Like it's 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 not necessarily like his skill set and what he brings. Yes, you need it in the postseason. I'm not denying any of that, but you can also win without it without having to go through all of his high maintenance requirements. Natalie, is you Kevin can. Durant overrated? Let's just let's just get to it. Is he just overrated? Is this is all this no, fuss about Kevin I'm Durant last two days? Like you're like, okay, I'm just Well, checking. I'm not saying he's overrated, but if the question you're asking, like I don't agree with well, yeah, he's a bad man, but do I think he's the baddest man? No. Do I think that like to me, like I understand traditional <laughs> basketball philosophy is gonna say like if you're starting your franchise, you start with him. I say you start with Stefan. Your teams are going to have a higher ceiling. They're going to oh, go further and they're going okay. to do more. So 
So again, this is in the context That's of like exactly what this That's is what about. That's what this is about. That makes sense. No, so no, what no, we no. are I'm just na- saying, no, no, I get it, Natalie. What we are is we are proxies for all the people out there that have disrespected Steph. You are still on your award tour. You are no, still in a- championship mode. So I get it. So we we can we take don't have it. to that use him. Let's let's use Giannis, right? Because <laughs> okay. bag Twitter likes to pile. Bag Twitter likes to pile on Giannis, right? This is Wait, the reason Twitter? why. Oh, bag, bag you know, bag Twitter. These what are the people bag? who like. They, okay. <laughs> they only like My, players who have bags, and Giannis is not like, perceived to be one of those players. You know, all, all the, fla- oh. the flashy oh, oh, moves. Oh, oh, the flashy oh, moves. Oh, who, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, who have okay. a okay guys in their bag? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm right? sorry. So I, yeah. let's take a player totally. like Giannis, okay. right? Remember when right. Harden made those mis- those comments? Yeah, you know, yeah. anyone can just like dunk. It doesn't require a certain level of skill, right? All of that shit. So, yeah. but again, Giannis is another star. You start your franchise mm. with him. You but like that's what I'm saying. These <laughs> these skills that Kevin Durant has that y'all all love and that's glorify. Like <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. like the guys who allegedly don't have those skills, <laughs> they've done more for their franchises and that's just like a fact and all we ever do is get excuses bailing him out we get shoe sizes we get shoe sizes when there was a whole fucking i mean a whole i'm sorry a whole oh, no, yes yes no 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 it's a show say, there was a whole ass overtime there was a whole overtime and all i hear about is the goddamn shoe size like Come on, like, you know, it's just it's constant, constant, constant excuses for him. And now, oh, he has to leave because of Kyrie? Why, like, there, why is Kyrie on there, the team? Why are they playing was, together? Was there, was there excuses for Steph losing two playing games last year? Natalie is not with the chicks right now. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I was just, I was just, I'm just asking the question because you're talking about granting. Bail. Was there excuses or was there reality? Like, oh, I don't well, understand. It can't be Kevin Durant. You see how I'm saying? It's responsibility on one side. It's blame on the you other. You want to know what Michael the difference Smith. is? Do you, you want to know what the saying, difference Michael? is? I, my, my name, Paul, that's between y'all. I don't want none of that. You want to know what the right difference now. is? Go ahead. Kevin Durant chose Brooklyn. He chose mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving as his teammate. Absolutely. They wanted to, they didn't want a very good coach and Kenny Atkinson who was there, there. These are all things that they wanted. Stephen Curry can't help that Clay Thompson got injured, okay? He can't help that Draymond missed a floater at the end of the game. When that's LeBron, y'all say he made the right pass. He made the right decision. He cannot help those things. He cannot help that the, hold on, hold on. Cause you asked the point. He cannot help. It's not in his control that the Warriors were trying to make sure they preserved and held on to their picks and got the Minnesota picks, right? Because you have the organization doing one thing, and then there's something the player is doing on the court. So please, when he's on the court with Kent Bazemore and Michael Mulder is a key rotation player, I don't want to hear shit about the fact that he couldn't like win a play-in game. But you know what he did do the next season? At the end of that game, he said, y'all are not going to want to see us. And then you know what he did? He proceeded to come back the next year and win the championship. It didn't go well in Brooklyn. That's what Kevin Durant should do. Kyrie Irving opted in. He opted in. He's there now. Go back another year. Now you have him for the full season and go try to freaking win. Okay. We see Draymond Green missed the floater. Isn't that like James getting hurt? And then like Kyrie Irving hurting his ankle. 
against Milwaukee. You can use what I'm saying, Natalie, is you can right. use the same logic on one. Him yeah, for that. It all it all depends on your point of view. We're, we're operating from confirmation bias. Steph is your king. We get that. Steph, no, Steph it's is my your king. king. Yeah, I don't call you know what king. I mean. <laughs> okay, whatever. Steph is your king. <laughs> Kevin Durant is a court jester. All right. Kevin Durant is a nine walking across the board, and Steph is the big joker. Totally get your point of view. And you can get on your Tupac, hit him up to her. Because that is exactly what it requires. That's what that she is, yeah, all right. Yeah, use yeah. Giannis as an example. That's we don't exactly have to make this about requires. Steph. You made it about Steph. No, I'm just saying you're bringing I use Giannis as an example. It's the same thing. I think players like Kevin Durant, he's not the only one. There's other players who come with high maintenance and you and the media and people have been saying like, oh, well, you do that because it's XYZ player. And what I'm saying is Tim Duncan, Stephen Curry, Giannis, players like that have showed us you don't have to be like that and you can still have success. I prefer those kinds of leaders. That's my only point. Some people um, like and they've had better pickle. results. They've had better results. <laughs> um, Natalie, I love yes. you. Uh, I, I love I feel like too. I, I, we are going to take a break. Um, we love you. I, we I, love I, you, I, Natalie. She, I, she I feel woke like Mike. She woke me up this morning in my DMs and chose violence. She didn't even text me. Oh, I ain't gonna tell you what she said. Like normally, wow. she would text me. She was in my DMs this morning. She and it was, violent. it was, it was, it was more than that. It was what she said. Something in the DMs that was more than what we just heard. Not, you not having this that, morning. That's no, been on your no, chest she, for a minute. She emptied the clip. She no, this is stuff I say daily. This is stuff I say This is this is the doors of the church are open. And she came and took the mic from the reverend and said, I got a story to tell. I'm do you, sorry. Do you, do, I really do, you, do, you, do you feel that the blood well, of Jesus is washed over you? I really, I really apologize. <laughs> they should have had you at the parade giving a speech. anything. I wasn't. Draymond Green's show need to have Natalie on the show. I agree My with that. Goodness. Let him know. Let we, him we, know. Need to, uh, we need to facilitate that. Y'all make it happen. we need to hear that, Vinny. Maybe we need to hear that. Maybe there's been too much of a Kevin Durant love fest the last two days, and somebody just coming and give and give us the real. You know, we've been all precisely. You know, maybe, maybe we need to hear that, Natalie. Listen to the woman. Listen I'm to the woman. There you go. Let's put that quote on the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody has. Natalie, you are hosting this show next week. We will see you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you. you have the six, Thank right? You. You have you, your next what your next Wednesday, the sixth, right? Yes, the sixth, yes. All Thank right. you. Hold it down and cuss all you want. Cuss all you want. <laughs> Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. It is time for Real Talk brought to you by Capital One. I mean, this whole show has been Real Talk. Uh, I don't know how we followed that last segment, Vinny. Um, no, first, we don't. First you, <laughs> <laughs> so we took, first, first, you put the smack down on me. 
and then Natalie did it on both of us. Uh, but I need you to I need you to help me with something else, man. Uh, I'm confused because okay. um, I'm you know obviously I'm not in the NBA reporting and insider world, so my my discernment isn't on your level um, when it comes to what to believe and what not to believe. And there's so many things flying around about Katie and Kyrie, and the one that con- confused me uh, was that they still want to play together. Uh, and the Lakers are somehow uh, on some magical, mystical, majestical day going to find a way to trade for <clears> both <throat> K- KD and Kyrie. Um, but the idea that they want to play together, just to start there, they still want to play together. I thought KD was done in Brooklyn because he wanted no more parts of the Kyrie drama, the Kyrie uncertainty. Like, yeah, they could be cool off the court, but I thought KD had come to the realization that just because you're friends with somebody, mm-hmm. I don't know who needs to hear this, but just because you're friends with somebody don't mean that y'all could be good co-workers too. So what's really going on here? I don't think that, I'm not sure, or say I'm, I won't say speak with absolute, but I will find it very unlikely to believe that Kevin Durant wants to play with Kyrie Irving. Here's why. I believe that Kevin Durant wants to play in Phoenix primarily or Miami secondarily. They don't have, they barely, they would have to do a lot of cap gymnastics, a lot of things to absorb one Kevin Durant, let alone second in Kyrie Irving, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's no package that they could, either team could put together that could absorb both players and still be a championship contender, which we know Kevin Durant wants to play for championships. Here's what I believe. One, I do believe Kevin Durant wants to play with Devin Booker in Phoenix. At, at least, like if there's one player to stay there, it's going to be Devin Booker. In Miami, if it's one player to stay there, it's going to be Jimmy Butler. Would you like Bam Adebayo to be there? Yes. Would you like Kyle Lowry to be there? Yes. But being realistic about it, you know there's the one dog that I have to play with, the one guy that I'm going to need alongside of me. There's nothing, to me, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if, you're, if you've made the decision at this point in your career that you're not going to play for this franchise anymore, you're 33 years old, you're not going to be playing for a rebuilding team or a middle-of-the-pack team. You need to play for a team that has realistic designs on winning championships. Now to the point where Kyrie. Here's what I believe as far as Kyrie. Do I believe that the Brooklyn Nets' is handling of Kyrie Irving not giving him the max contract, that that hurt their, their footing with Kevin Durant? Absolutely. Do I think that Kevin Durant wants the best for his friend Kyrie Irving, as in a max contract, and maybe you can use me as practical leverage? Absolutely. But that does also not mean, just because I want the best for you and I didn't like how the Brooklyn Nets handled the situation, that I actually still want to play with you, given everything that's going on. It's a, contradic- it's a contradiction. I know those are two completely differing statements, but we've seen no. that Kevin Durant can be inconsistent. Yeah, Yeah, but he he can be inconsistent while at the same time being very coherent and very clear. And I think with trying to go to Phoenix or Miami, it's very clear. I don't know where the L.A. Lakers thing came from. Actually, I I have a thought of where it came from, but I don't believe it actually came from Kevin Durant, mind you. I think Kevin Durant's been very clear about where he wants to go as far as staying quiet up until dropping the bomb right on the eve of free agency. So if you got your bid, put your bids in, but here's where I want to go. I don't think that this has been as complicated as we want to make it seem. I think the Brooklyn element of it is complicated. I don't think the moving forward part of it is complicated at all. Yeah, just like they say, money and blood don't mix. Sometimes working with your friends is is not all it's cracked up to be. Um, But let me ask you this. 
it, it feels like forever ago that the NBA world was revolving around will or won't Kyrie Irving opt in. Um, Kyrie Irving is an afterthought and is, you know, only relevant as it relates to Kevin Durant at this point, right? I mean, you know, exactly. maybe the Lakers, maybe that's, maybe that's real where the Lakers can entice Brooklyn to take on Russell Westbrook. I'm not sure why Brooklyn would necessarily want to do that. Um, why would anybody not only want to take on both those contracts, but why would anybody want basically say, oh, Brooklyn, y'all couldn't handle those two. We'll give it a shot. You know, <laughs> like, sure, we'll, we'll take both. We'll take both of your players off your hands. Don't worry, we got it. You know, uh, it's like somebody looking to babysit baby's kids. Like, the baby's kids for a reason. <laughs> My question about Kyrie, though, who we haven't spent a whole bunch of time talking about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's opted in. So he's under contract with Brooklyn. He, and I know he doesn't care, but everybody talks about his pension for not showing up for work, mm-hmm. his, uh, his unvaccinated status. Um, he's now driven two teammates, it seems. Forget about friends, but two teammates away from Brooklyn. If Brooklyn has, gets a pretty good haul for Kevin Durant, if you're Kyrie Irving, yeah, you wanted the max, but why wouldn't you take this opportunity to once again have what you always wanted, which was your own team. Like, it's your team now. You're on a one-year contract. You're on an expiring contract. You're not the first player to be on an expiring contract, okay? You have a year to ball out, maybe with Ben Simmons. Patty Mills just, just came back. Nicholas Claxton just came back. I know they lost Bruce Brown. But what if Brooklyn is able to actually put a competent team around Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie Irving this year can go out. He, you've heard of contract year all-stars in a contract year, go crazy with being the leader of the team and maybe, maybe completely rehabilitate his image around the league. Is that too far fetched of an idea instead of just wanting to go reunite with LeBron or tag along wherever Kevin Durant is ending up or what have you, <clears throat> or am I being too lot? I think I'm, I think I know what you're going to say. I'm looking at this too logically. I'm, I'm making like we're not talking about Kyrie Irving. Is that what I'm doing? I'm looking at it too logically. <clears throat> Let me introduce you to uh, Kyrie Irving's Carfax. <laughs> I mean, he, you know what I mean? <laughs> Kyrie Irving's Carfax. When he was in Boston, he had his own team, right? That wasn't that yeah. wasn't a mature Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum he had team. his own team. Yeah. Wanted to get yeah. wanted to get the hell out of Dodge and flame the place on the way out, right? Okay, cool. Yeah. His first year in Brooklyn when there was no Kevin Durant who was recovering from an Achilles injury, when there was no James Harden who was still in Houston. He had a team full of young guys, right? And what did he do? Traveled around the world for a million different opinions on the shoulder surgery, which clearly delayed it, and wound up sitting out basically only playing 20-something games, right? So he doesn't want his own team. And if you're asking Kyrie Irving what he wants on Monday compared to what he wants on Wednesday compared to what he wants on Sunday, you're probably going to get three different answers. That's just who lost he cause. is. Cons- so he's a lost cause at this point. I wouldn't say lost cause, but I am saying or I rebel without what- a cause. <laughs> oh, he's definitely. Oh, he don't have. He definitely don't have a cause. He has no. He please. And ain't no. Ain't no amount of sage that could cleanse his brain right now. You know what I mean? Like I just don't think that he's some. He is consistently inconsistent. He is a brilliant mm. performer who, quite honestly, y'all, does not have a huge effect on winning. If he's not playing next to a Kevin Durant, if he's not playing next to a LeBron James, 
Yes. Like, we've never seen Kyrie Irving as a standalone performer have an effect on winning. If he's a number two or number three, yeah, he can. If his head is on straight, if he's in attendance, if he's not hurt, all these other different factors have to come into play. It's got to be perfect conditions for him. So it's not about being beyond anything. It is you don't know what makes him happy, and you don't know if you can provide the conditions that would lead to him being successful and happy. I don't know if that actually exists. Well, thank you for breaking that down so it can forever and consistently be broke, my brother. Uh, and that was Real Talk brought to you by Capital One. What's in your wallet? Real Talk, a.k.a. any segment involving Vinny Goodwill. <laughs> hey, man, I just got to thank you. Uh, really, for the last several weeks, uh, you've, been, you've been holding it down something serious. Thanks for coming through for you, boy. It's been good kicking it with you. Um, it's fun, man. It's real fun. Trust me. Always I w- fun. I would not break somebody up this called me, Somebody called me arrogant on, on Instagram. Somebody said to take me off the show because they think I'm arrogant. I'm like, damn, I thought I was being fun. Not to mention you next to me. I, I got you beat on that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, you may be arrogant, but at best, you're the second most arrogant person on this screen right now. I'm going to tell you that right now. Take it as a compliment. And you ain't driving no Nissan Maximum no more. The foreign car you driving is a little nicer. I don't even know what you're driving. I just bet it's foreign. bet it's a little foreign. I'll tell you offline. I'll tell you offline. Let's not be accused of being arrogant. (laughs) Home isn't just a place. It's a state of mind. Like curling up in a comfy chair while it's cold outside with a warm drink, or maybe even a wine in hand. As you watch the world go by outside your window. Mmm, short rib. Good afternoon, this is your captain speaking. Which is why at Delta, our people do our best to make you feel at home. Refill? Long before you get there. Delta, keep climbing.